This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Drive the Lane, another awesome episode because we always have awesome episodes. A little breaking news that we're going to share with you guys about the future of our show. And we have an awesome interview. A lot of things are awesome on this episode. An awesome interview with Chuck Swirsky, who is the Chicago Bulls play-by-play radio announcer. And that's a great segue into what the breaking news is. You know we love segues here on Drive the Lane. The breaking news is with no college football in terms of Big Ten and Ohio State, we are going to be focusing a lot of our efforts on the NBA. Still same great Ohio State stuff that you love and know. But we're a couple of NBA guys, so we're going to talk a little NBA. Joe, what do you think? I think that while we're talking, Justin Fields' petition is probably at 7 million people now, and there very could well be a football season for Big Ten teams. But in case there's not, we have pivoted. We have pivoted like great companies, podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Whatever whatever we are, we pivoted tremendously. And obviously we love basketball on this podcast. I mean, Andrew probably is the football guy. I'm the basketball guy, right? So I couldn't be happier to be uh, a quote-unquote basketball podcast for the foreseeable future. Um, But just because we'll be talking more hoops doesn't mean we won't give you the college football slash football football news and updates we're still a sports podcast through and through um but we will be there will be a focus on the nba while the playoffs are going because that's the premier thing happening right and then hopefully college basketball has their own sort of bubble and then we know that the drive the lane connections are out the wazoo for college basketball so um get excited about some of the guests we're going to have i mean you think about the guys that we've been talking about for months about having on one of them is on the very next episode and yeah, thank God he's on because if he wasn't, Andrew probably would have killed me just considering the back and forth that we've had. But um, just you want to talk about the, the marriage between college hoops, Ohio State, and NBA, that should give you a pretty good picture of the guy that we have coming on. That's a great hand. And, of course, we're on the uh, ZDA network, the best network in the world. And, you know, you were saying some things that was getting me thinking. I think the show kind of shakes down like this, Joe. I think you're the college basketball guy. I'm the NFL guy, all right? And then we both kind of share NBA and college football, you know? Yeah. You go know with that? Yeah, I think I'm the, I'm the uh, resident. The Rockets are up 17. <laughs> I did, and, and, and we're both gamblers, uh, yeah. but we don't gamble. Not, not gamble. me. Zoldan, like, knock on one. The dude's on fire. I don't know. He won't text me any of his picks, but he's on fire. Um, well, yesterday, yesterday I texted some of my friends my picks, and I said, I know I'm going to jinx it, but I've been really hot lately, and I'm telling you guys, this is what I'm doing today. And they all did not hit. So I am done giving out my picks. I'm done telling people what I'm doing. I'm just going to brag at the end of the week when I'm up. Yeah, but what if it was just you and me? Then what? We're a podcast. We're one collective unit. Maybe I'll send you a little text, but uh, what's interesting is when we started this, I don't think when we started this podcast, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think it was legal to gamble in Illinois when we started this podcast. It's still not legal in Ohio, but who's stopping me? It's kind of crazy, but. Don't even, like, you know, like, I don't even bet like that. I just like talking about it. Yeah, I don't even bet either. I just like, I just like talking about it. Yeah, I mean, but like, on a serious note, like. 
mom and dad are my parents are probably listening and they probably think I'm addicted to gambling. Like, I'm not. I'm not. It's just hilarious. And it's something to do and it's fun and it's my side hustle and I'm addicted. Just kidding. <laughs> so but no. Anyway. To, to prove to you guys <laughs> the gambling the gambling joke on this podcast has been by far the best inside joke that we've ever had. I bet like you and me talking about gambling together, we've probably made four bets, like, as a collective unit, and they probably – none of them have hit. But it's still just – we act like we're gurus. It's hilarious. So my cousin Taylor, shout-out Taylor, I was, at like a, I was at, like, a wedding with him or something a couple months ago, and I was talking. I was like, oh, man, I got uh, – you know, like, I got Notre Dame minus three here. And he looks at me because he listens to the show, and he goes – I thought you guys don't gamble, though. And I was like, yeah, there you go. Exactly. So that was fun to have the uh, inside joke come all the way through. But what I was saying, <laughs> what I was saying is to prove to you guys that we still have our NBA slash Ohio State slash college basketball roots, we have a couple of segments that kind of reflect that we're still the same fun, Andrew and Joey and we're still crazy, and we still love Ohio State, and we still love the NBA, and we still love college basketball. So what we did today, we are, we are doing two segments. We each selected and made up our own segment, and we are not telling the other person until right now. So you, the listeners, are going to hear what these segments are the same time the other one of us is going to hear it too. So, Joey – I'm going to go first. I'm just going to take – Wait, before – hold on. Before we get into it, let's also explain that we're going to have a real segment that we've talked about, which will be talking about the NBA playoffs and how it's going and who our predictions are right before the interview, though, because we'll get serious because the interview is is not super goofy. It's very informative, you know. So we'll get back on track after we do these these goofy things because mine is goofy. Um, So – uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, just wanted to throw that in to make sure people understood the layout of this episode. Yeah, so just to just to finish the intro layout, we got the intro, which was us being idiots for a couple minutes. We're going to have segment number one, segment number two, NBA playoff talk, Chuck Swirsky, and a shout-out to Josh Schaffner at the end because that, <laughs> that's how our shows always go. So, Joey, I'm going to explain my segment right here. So, All right. My, my, my segment is called Build Your Own NBA Team with, with asterisks, okay, and must-haves. So here's how this works. Your team okay. – I'm locking in because this is a lot already. Your team, five guys, five guys. Point guard, well, shooting I guard, mean, small forward, power forward, center – but basketball is positionless. That doesn't well, get taken just, into effect. It's my segment, okay? So you have to pick a traditional <laughs> center. <laughs> Sorry. All right? One Buckeye. Okay. One, one former guest that is still playing. Okay. One non-Ohio State Big Ten guy. Okay. Wow. One all-star from this year. So that's your little free reign, pick your kind of franchise player. Okay. And one draft prospect, not named Caleb Wesson. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wait. There's one more. There's one more little wrinkle. Okay. Do we get to coach the team? Well, I, I have coach on here, but I think this is going to take a while, so maybe no coach. But, but 
it's also snake. So we don't get to just like list off our five. So you may get okay. your guy stolen. All right. Um, you can have the well, first pick. All right, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> all right, so your shooting That's guard the is... former guest. That's it's either Duncan or Jalen, right? So, or Kada. Or Kada, but I, I, yeah, I guess Kada's in there too. But I, I'll take Duncan because I have other thoughts about the the point guard position for Ohio State is good in the NBA. So we're good right, there. So, so, so let me I'll ask you this Duncan. though. Let me ask you this though. Are you putting Duncan at yeah. shooting guard or small forward? Oh, do I have to do that right now? All well, right, you don't have to do it. Okay. So I'll put him at small. I mean, I, do I have to slate him in a spot? I hate this. I don't think about basketball like positions, dude. You can He's my it. shooter. You can He's my it. shooter. It just We've talked about that, haven't we? That, that my position at Ohio State was shooter. I didn't have a I – was, <laughs> I wasn't a guard. I was a shooter. Anyway, your pick okay. is. Okay. My pick. All right. Should we just do, like, each thing See, as but now – this is – I love this. All right, yeah, go, go. You don't get – we'll go – we'll switch off. We're not doing snake, right? You're not getting two. Are you getting two? No, I get two. I get two. Oh, I want to go on second. No, you oh, – I'm going first. I'm going first. Duncan Robinson. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, my, my point guard, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, okay. All right, and my shooting guard, D'Angelo Russell. Okay. All right. I respect it. All right, so you have you have former Buckeye – all-star, draft prospect, and non-Ohio State Big Ten guy left. I can save my la- – I, I got to strategize a little bit, right? Like, I can, I can save um, who will be my point guard. I and mean, I guess you guys, can all, you guys can all know who that is because Andrew's already picked from Ohio State guys. So, I can save that for my last pick. I don't need to – like, I'm strategizing, right? So, I'm going to take my but all-star there's, – There's two guys that could technically be Ohio State point guards. Who? Who's the other guy? I mean, Turner has played some point guard. Yeah, no, but like, no, no, no. I need a – I want to – I got Duncan Robinson. I need a point guard, point guard, you know? So, all right, fair. So, you can take your all-star I mean, now. That's not my pick, though. I'm not using my pick. Right, you can take right, your I'm all-star not, now. I, well, I might take my Big Ten guy now. I'm, th- I'm thinking. I get both, right? So, I guess I can take I guess Yeah, I you have two right both. here. <laughs> I'll just take LeBron James. He's the best player in the NBA. All right. Are you pick. putting him at the four or are you moving Duncan to the two? And LeBron, I, it, he's, he's going to handle the ball a ton. I mean, like, that's not fair. To well, then, you're give him a him, position. then you're putting him at the four. I hate this game. Then you're putting him at the four. Okay. All right. And then my center is going to be uh, is going to be Draymond Green. <clears throat> Fuck. I mean, yeah, shoot. you like that? Yeah, I mean that's that's positionless positionless ball right there. And that's how I that's how I want to play. That's how I want to play. So what do I have left? I have a draft prospect and a point guard. Yeah, that'll be that court. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow! Now this is tough for I me. I love my team. This is tough for me. This changes things up for me a little bit. All right, small I took the right small. from out of your. Right from out, out of your fingertips. So I'm going to use my all-star. I'm going to use my all-star and my, and my former Big Ten guy right here. Okay. I'm putting Kawhi at small forward. I hate this position stuff. So, 
and I'm putting Jer I'm putting Jaron Jackson. I'm just we're just doing the position so that it's easier to. Yeah, group it out. I got you. And then so Kawhi at small forward, Jaron Jackson at center, former okay. former Spartan. Okay, so we both have Spartans. We both have Buckeyes. That's funny. Um, uh, all right. To wrap it up, obviously my point guard will be Mike Connolly. That's what you guys were all expecting. Et, um, if he would have came on the podcast, we would have loved to, um, you know, love to throw him in one of our lineups. But that doesn't seem like a possibility right now. Um, so we'll go Mike Connolly, um, and then my draft pick. I guess I'm going to go with the quote unquote best guard in the draft, uh, Anthony Edwards. I think that that's a better. Um, Okay. It's between him and LaMelo Ball, but I already have Mike Connolly, who is better with the ball than without it, So and so is Melo. So I don't want that dynamic to happen. Obviously, Duncan is off the ball, probably won't even take a dribble. But Anthony Edwards could, in theory, um, you know, he's better off the ball probably too, but likes in his hands. It's a good combo. It's like a Donovan Mitchell to Mike Connolly. You know what I mean? So Yeah, um, I, I like think it. I think very comfortable there. So my final team is Mike Connolly, Anthony Edwards, Duncan Robinson, LeBron, and Draymond Green. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. All right, my power forward, I'm going Obi Toppin. Okay. Maybe the best prospect in the draft, you could argue. Might have the biggest yeah. immediate impact. So my team, we got Jalen, D'Angelo Russell, Kawhi, Obi Toppin, and Jaron. Okay, now, Andrew, I will lose a lot of respect for you if you don't say that my team's better. Because it is. Yeah, I think I think your team's better, but you could make the argument that Kawhi and D'Lo versus LeBron and Draymond is really what it comes down to, which would be an interesting game. No, no, no. I think it would be a very interesting game. You obviously got the better Ohio State player, right? Um, I probably have – it's close, but I probably have the better NBA All-Star, but it's close. Um, and then – like, you just don't know what you're going to get from those other guys. I mean, Duncan's great. Jalen's great, you know. But, like, you just don't – like, Jaron Jackson is so young. Obviously, Obi Toppin and Anthony Edwards could both be busts. Like, we don't know, you know. Like, you have a very young team, you know. Very I think LeBron, LeBron, Draymond, and Conley is a really random but really good, like, veteran right. team. It's a really good defensive team, too, besides uh, Duncan. But who cares? He'll just be chasing around a point or a shoot a shooter. So So when I when I originally came up with this, I thought you were gonna take um Jalen and I was gonna have like D Lo. Well I don't remember what I was gonna have, but somehow when I did it earlier I had Embiid as my all star. Which would have been cool. Okay. All right. You probably had Evan Turner as your buckeye then. No, I had D Lo because I had you oh. All right. I had you – I don't know. I just, like, put, like, my best-case scenario. So do you have your best-case scenario in front of you before we move no, on to mine? No, I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, moving on to my segment. A little more simple, not as many rules, no positions in my segment. All it is is same thing. We're, we could do it a draft style. We could not. I think we should do it a draft style, but do – Two picks each, no matter what. That's what we're doing. Two picks, two picks. Um, all it is is it's six-on-six six dodgeball in gym class. That's all it is. And you have to pick NBA guys. So I'll let you have the first two picks. 
Okay, dodgeball, and we have six guys. Six guys. I have my list in front of me. I have my list of five. Should we just do five? I guess I only have five. Yeah, let's do five, and we'll go two, two, one. We'll go two, 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 one, one. Okay, deal. Five. Starting five for dodgeball. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm taking LeBron because he's got a okay. cannon, as we've seen a lot, and I'm taking yep. Nurk and I'm taking Nurkic. See, but like, dude, think of strategy. He's freaking huge. Do you he want has, a huge guy? He has a bullet. Are you thinking of Nurkic or Jokic? No, I'm thinking of Nurkic. He is strong and he is a force and he is angry. Yeah, but Jokic is the guy who gets rebounds with one hand and throws it down the court, bro. Is that but if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about being big and, and not nimble, then I'm definitely not taking Jokic. Well, no, but he's pretty good. He's got great feet, but he's he just looks fat. Which is you not know, anymore, we made but... we made a lot of we made a lot of must haves. I think size is going to play a big impact. So I'm going to see what your next two picks are because I may that may change what I do. So yeah, you're just not thinking. That's all. You're just not thinking. Uh, I'm going to take Steph Curry. I think it'd be fun. I think he's a great athlete. I think he's quick. He's the guy that we talked about as being good at everything. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be really good at dodgeball. Okay, my first pick. My second pick is going to be Kawhi to offset that funness, first of all. But he's catching everything, right? He has to. He's got the biggest hands ever. So, combination right there. Obviously, I've had time to think about it. You have not. But those are my first two picks. All right. My next two are going to – you're going to be like, okay, those are good. All right. Chris Paul. Okay. Floor general. Floor general. Maybe – the best at finding open guys, which is what you need for dodgeball. And my second one, which is the sleeper pick, which you might have, I'm going Rajon Rondo. Okay. Uh, I like that. It's a good pick. Big hands. That's probably why you thought of that. Big um, hands and good I like, passer. I like those picks. Um, but think about it like this. He's a good passer. Do you want a good passer? Because that means that our, my team's going to catch the ball. Well, I think he can hit them wherever he wants, which could be their leg that's hard to catch. Okay. Okay. So you're thinking accuracy, not good passer. When I think a good passer, I think you're going to put in the pocket. Um, which is taking, which is accuracy. Sure. I'm taking Jimmy Butler, winner, dog, winner. competitor, ulti- ultimate competitor. And you know he's going to dodge well, too. Just one of those guys that you know he's going to dodge well. Uh-huh. And then my next pick, Matisse Thibel. Okay. He's long, athletic, and great on defense, which. You put the ball in his hand, right? He's got big hands, too. It ain't – he's blocking everything. He's got those cat-like reflexes for those steals and stuff. And I'm sure he – hopefully he can throw. I've never seen him throw. But I'm thinking defense for that pick. He's a defensive guy. Something about Jimmy Butler that you didn't mention is we've seen him do a lot of football stuff. So, we know that That's he – like, Yeah. Oh, man, this last pick is tough. Can I get rid of Nurkic? No. You're, you're a dummy for that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like Nurkic would be so good. Your first pick was a seven-foot fat guy. Are you crazy? Not fat. He's strong, but come on. I think he'd be good. I think he's getting two people out and then getting knocked out. You took a six-nine guy and a seven-footer to start. Obviously, LeBron's not the stereotypical six-nine guy, but dodgeball, you don't want them to have gigantic targets. Are you crazy? But if we're playing the rule where you can block that, oh, just came up with my, oh, just came up, Giannis. Giannis is not getting – my last pick is Giannis. He's not getting touched because he's just going to palm the dodgeball and okay. block all of them. I respect that. But at the same time, like, he's huge. 
Like, I'm trying to pick guys who have underrated length, you know? Like that, Don Maker. Well, no, he's not yeah, underrated. No, he's seven foot. Um, okay, my last pick is ultimate sleeper, knockout home run, probably the best dodgeball player in the entire NBA, Pat Connaughton. He got drafted in the MLB, bro. All right. Pat Connaughton. You just – you – you know he's a good dodgeball player. I've said that about every guy. This guy, you absolutely know. You got drafted and and forego. You left the draft. He said, no, no, I want to play basketball instead. He probably could throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball or something. You know that those guys – I mean, he – he. that's my ringer, too. He's our leader. He's t- talking strategy. I know that Pat Connaughton, he knows dodgeball. I know he – he was probably the guy in gym class throwing the ball and hitting the girl with the blue hair in the back of the gym. He was probably that guy and being like, sorry, he was really upset. Like, I, you know, he felt bad about it, but he was like, at the same time, he's like competitor. He's trying to win, you know? So, so this, is, this, my team. this is not the game, but my teams destroy you at a basketball game. I'll tell you that much. That's not the, that's not the game. If it's I not the game. That, it's not, it's not the game, but my teams destroy yours at a basketball game. Well, when saying. the game was to play basketball, I had the better team in the last segment, but that's okay. When it's dodgeball, still have a better team. Unless you pick a dodge, unless you pick uh, White Goodman as your last guy, but he's not an NBA guy. So, <laughs> oh no, I just took Giannis, the guy with the longest arms ever. Oh, that's right. not going to be able to get hit. Yeah, right. You, know who you just would be the you, worst. You have you know a combined wingspan of, of a hospital. You have a combined wingspan of a hospital. You're going to get hit. You know who would not be good at that? I think my the worst dodgeball player besides Cristiano Felicio. Besides Cristiano Felicio, I think Luca would be pretty bad. I, I agree. Luca's probably not the best pick, but I think he, I, I think he'd have stats because he just does stats. He just does stats. You know, I think a really bad pick would have been Felicio. That's really funny that you said that. What would stats really bad be? Pick? Most catches, most like catches, getting people out. Oh, this would be. I so think cool. another bad so pick. Cool. Another bad pick would be Boban. Really, that's a bad pick. Terrible. Almost as bad as Nurkic. You took the Bosnian beast with your second pick. The Bosnian what? The Bosnian what? The Bosnian beast. That's his nickname. I also think it's funny because if I, I feel like they could randomly be really good at like dodgeball in Bosnia. I feel like you didn't do your research. And secretly, I did do my research, and the Bosnian dodgeball team is the best in the world. I respect that. I respect that. If you would have told me I'm picking Jurkic because in Bosnia they take dodgeball really seriously, I would have been like, good pick, Andrew. But instead – just, I just looked up Bosnia dodgeball. Let's see what comes up. Um, <laughs> nothing. Um. If you can tell me how many days there are until the NBA draft, this is our segue into uh, draft or lottery. This is our no into yeah until the no until the draft, the actual draft. If you can tell me how many days there are, I'll Venmo I'll Venmo Josh Schaffner five dollars. What's it start like October eighth? I want to say. I need a I need a selection. All right, I'm going to say 51 days. 58. Damn it. Okay. Well, let's talk some NBA, shall we? Let's be quick because this has been long and 
like like every intro that we say, we go, all right, we're going to, we get on here and we go, all right, we're going to do 15 minutes before interview five minutes after. And then we end up doing 30 minutes before with a 50 minute interview. <laughs> but um, all right, let's talk some hoops real quick. Um, I got a good way to, a- I got a good way to speed it up, Joe. Yeah, sure, let's do it. I think we should do what's our finals matchup. What's a first round upset you could potentially see happening? Okay, first, let me just say, the bubble has been so freaking cool. I think I think it's awesome for content, like that the NBA guys are living with each other. I think it's really cool to see an adult AAU game where these guys win games and they walk off the court and they're right next to each other again. Like, um, I think the Suns were so impressive, and every team is – every guy going into the season next year is going to be a watch out for the Suns, and then they're not going to make the playoffs again next year. Um, the Blazers have been awesome. I think that Damian Lillard has – cemented himself as a superstar but at the same time we have recency bias and people who think he's the best point guard in the NBA must have forgotten about Steph Curry um I think that the bubble is going to favor underdogs because there's no home court advantage um I think that and we've been seeing this because we're recording this after some games have been played in the first round um I think that the last thing um is that travel like usually like Game seven, it's hard because people are getting on planes and planes and planes. You're not going to have that this year. So that's going to be another element. And then the last thing is that young guys are going to step up because they are not going to be nervous because there's no crowds and there's no road atmosphere and blah, blah, blah. So that those are my biggest takeaways and what to look for. And now we can talk about what you said. Let's give a prediction for some of the, round, from some of the games in an upset maybe or something, and then our NBA Finals prediction, and then get to Chuck. Let's do that. But first, bouncing off what you said, I agree with it 100%. And we're already seeing crazy stats from the young guys. And I think the whole time in the bubble, the young guys have had the advantage with just like the run and gun go. But I think LeBron's going to lock it in. But So I'll get to my finals matchup. Uh, I guess my my (laughs) – so I thought the Mavs would, would beat the Clippers. I thought the Mavs had a chance to beat the Clippers. Crazy without Jalen. And I was very upset when Porzingis got thrown out last night because I thought they had the momentum and were in the yeah, for game one. So I, I think it's so but I think the Rockets are gonna win. They're gonna beat the Thunder despite wait, wait, just let's make it easier. Let's just go. Game by game in the West, game by game in the East. No, no talk about it other than a sentence, maybe. All right, okay, so right. first we got Lakers, Trailblazers. What do you got? All right, we'll go back and forth. I got Lakers. What do you got? I have Lakers. I think it is not going to be super, super close. I think Gentleman's Sweep. I like that. I think Gentleman's Sweep. Maybe it stretches into six, and, and Lillard's like, oh, yeah, I got this, I got this. But six uh, yeah, I mean, well, The Trailblazers are, are going to be tired, and they're running out of – I think they have to run out of – of steam a little bit, you know. Well, they have I the best. Do- they have I the best dodgeball them. player in the world. That's uh, a good point. We're not playing <laughs> dodgeball though. All right, next one. Let's go, Bucks Magic. I mean, I'm still going to take the Bucks, even though the Magic won Game One as we're recording this. But the Bucks look shitty. I don't like swearing, but they look bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Bad. I don't love Giannis, but Bucks advance. Yeah, I agree. Bucks advance. Who cares about that? The fact that, that the reigning MVP, the number one seed, most most wins, blah, 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 they're not even in primetime, bro. Miss me with that Giannis stuff, bro. We're not a Giannis podcast. He no, plays super Giannis. hard. He's a very nice guy. But Giannis. 
yeah. Miss me with the Giannis talk. Get, get out of here. He's not playing in prime time. Okay. All right. Next. Nets, Raptors. We can save you the time of the day. Raptors. Raptors. I love the – I'm so high on the Raptors, which we'll get into. Wait till you hear how high uh, Chuck Swirsky is yeah, on the Raptors. Chuck is – and me and Chuck were on the same wavelength with that. Oof, that was very refreshing. Okay. All right. Jazz, Nuggets. I'm taking Nuggets. MPJ. I'm taking Nuggets. Kate Bates, the up. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, heat, Pacers. I'm very high on the Heat. Jimmy, our guy Duncan, Heat. Yeah, I, I also want the Heat to advance. Not as, as high on the Heat as you are, but I, I they're going to be in my conference finals. But that's All right. a different one. Yeah. Rockets, Rockets, Thunder. I'm taking Rockets. I'm taking the Thunder just because I just don't – I don't – I don't like the Rockets. There you go. A little controversy. Give controversy. me CP3 and Shane Gilgis Alexander over Russell Westbrook and Harden. That's the matchup right there. Okay, deal. Deal. You can have that. I'll take, I'll take Harden and Westbrook. All right. All right. And then what, what are the ones we're forgetting? Oh, okay. Mavs, Clippers. And then yeah, we both have Clippers, but you have Mavs. But so, yeah. But you can take that away if you want. No, that was just like, I. If I had to pick an upset, I was yeah, just a bold prediction. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I still think Clippers. Okay. And then I think that's it. We said Jazz Nuggets, which is, and we did Raptors. Yeah. All right. So now we're, we're missing one. No, we're not. Because, no. Celtic Sixers. Celtic Sixers, we are. With so, Simmons, with Simmons, I would. He's gone. Yeah. And so is Gordon Hayward now. Celtics won game one. I'm going to take the Celtics just because I like the Celtics more. I like Kemba Walker for that team a lot. I know Gordon Hayward's gone. Luckily, they're very deep at that position. Obviously, you'd want to have him out there. But I, I, I think I'm taking the Celtics. Uh, Joel Embiid can't do it all by himself. There's no way. I actually really like Ben Simmons. I wish he was playing. Uh, that would sway my decisions Simmons, when I'm going Celtics. I've had, I've had multiple conversations with some guys – and my take on Ben Simmons is that he is one of the most overrated all-stars ever. He's great. He's awesome. But, like, the dude can't shoot. I'm sorry. He's a point guard who can't shoot. Anyway, I, I still think he's incredible talent. He's awesome. But, like, when you're talking about overrated all-stars, that's, like, kind of bullshit, you know, because they're an all-star for a reason. You know, like, that's like saying yeah. NBA players are bad. Like, come on. They're in the NBA. But I feel anyway. that. Okay. So, we got that out of the way. Give me your Eastern Conference prediction, Western Conference prediction. Who goes to the championship? Who wins? I'll do the same. Okay. Well, I got Raptors Heat in the in the conference finals. Me with, too. We can save time there. With the, <laughs> me too. And, and I have – and then on the other side, I got I got Lakers Clippers. So do I. Wow. That's fun. But, 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 but. Big but. But Westbrook and Harden are going to be a lot. Stop it. If the Thunder win, no chance they beat the Lakers. But if the Rockets win, it's Harden and Westbrook are a huge matchup problem for them. But if Lillard and McCollum aren't a problem, then they could probably take care of Westbrook and Harden. So I'm going Lakers. So it brings an interesting question. Would you rather have Dame and McCollum or James Harden and Russell Westbrook? Well, I'm so high on Harden. I think he's like – Maybe and and I'm the biggest LeBron stan ever. I I I at this point of the NBA season and at this point of all these guys' careers and stuff, I would sit there and argue with you that LeBron's the best player in the NBA and right behind him is Harden. 
Okay. Interesting. I think that there are some other gaps and flaws as great as Harden is on offense. Cool. Like guys like Kawhi, I mean, like, like Kawhi's winning NBA championships and being the MVP, bro. Like, come on. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to have Kawhi number two. It's also not, it's, it's also hard not to have a, Kawhi number one. Yeah. It's also not to have Kevin Durant number two. And I say this, I say this with my roommates all the time. No one can guard anyone in the NBA. Like if you're going to win, you're going to win defense player of the year because you held the LeBrons of the league to like 30, (laughs) right to 30. Like, like Kawhi won MVP in that series against LeBron when he, when LeBron averaged like 32 and same with LeBron averaged 37. I hear you. So, okay. So you have, you have heat Raptors, Lakers, Clippers, you have, you have Raptors versus Lakers, you have Lakers, right? No, 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 no. I have Heat versus Lakers. Heat Lakers. versus Lakers, Lakers. Sorry. Jimmy Butler versus LeBron. And I think if the Heat can get there, it will be a really good series. They can win if the Heat get there. Duncan will be our first guest on after that. But, um, okay, I love that. I will take uh, I will take Raptors Heat as well. I have the Raptors. Lakers Clippers, I have the Lakers. Lakers winning it all. I think yes. LeBron – the Lakers have been destined to win this championship for – I mean, it's just – ridiculous it's just not it's just so so on record and you'll hear what chuck swirsky has to say which i gotta tip my cap to chuck i i have not had more fun with a non like hall of fame coach than i have with 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 swirsky like greg odin was awesome solinger was like my dream to interview that guy but but the fact that we're now in 30 some episodes if we if you count TBT, we're like have had seventy interviews. That was a very very fun interview. It's fun shooting the shit with someone that is more knowledgeable, but can like play along with our games, which you guys will hear. Yes, exactly. Chuck was awesome. He is. He has the voice for podcasting. I mean, it's unbelievable. So uh, we had a lot of fun. It's not a typical interview because it's not story time, you know, until the end, then it becomes story time. Um, we're asking questions to try and get some information about NBA and bulls specifically because we're bulls guys. Um, but I think you guys will really enjoy it. It's a different interview. Again, we've kind of had back to back, like different interviews. Um, but I think you guys will really like it. We definitely put our drive the lane spin on it where we had a blast. And I think Chuck really had a lot of fun. So um, I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. Joining us now on the Drive the Lane podcast, Chicago Bulls play-by-play radio announcer, and he's just a genius about all things NBA. I'll say that right off the bat. Chuck Swirsky. Chuck, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. We always love connecting with you and having you on my shows. I've had a bunch of different shows with you on. But first off, got to know this. What have your thoughts been on this crazy NBA bubble? Well, I mean, firsthand, my son was in the bubble for about five weeks because he's the video coordinator of the Memphis Grizzlies. I communicated with him every day. He felt that the NBA did a fabulous job. Um, The attention details, second to none. He uh, loved every second of it. Obviously, they have a dynamic young player in Sean Morant. But having said all this, he came away extremely impressed. And from a viewer standpoint, Watching the games, I thought the technology was like off the charts. It was awesome. 
And I give a lot of credit to not only the men and women who put this thing together, because let's, let's be perfectly honest with you, they had to do a lot of work. This just wasn't paint by numbers here. And it was sensational. So congratulations to everyone who continues to operate in that bubble to keep everyone safe and secure. And then from a viewing standpoint, you know, like we're right there. And so it's great. It, it is pretty amazing that it feels like we're watching history, right? Like this, hopefully, fingers crossed, won't ever happen again. Um, is this something that you would have loved to be involved in? Like if you could be in the bubble, if they said, hey, Chuck, we need you right now, is that a no-brainer? I'm, I'm headed there. Well, listen, all you have to do is ask my wife, Ann. She's ready to send me to the bubble <laughs> with or without the bulls. <laughs> um, so it probably gives you an indication like, you know, don't you have something better to do? Um, <laughs> but I, I want to be in the bubble. Honestly, if the NBA called me tonight and said, hey, we need some help, you're in the bubble, I'm in the bubble. But, um, you know, I, I miss the fans. I miss the excitement of having a team compete against another team because there's nothing like winning on the road. I can tell you that. Regular Caesar playoffs, when you go into an opposing arena and steal a game, it's tremendous. But in this case, I know the NBA has tried everything, the crowd noise, you know, the, the virtual look, and I think that's all well and good. But listen, the, the players know this. This game needs fans. And I understand what's going on with all of us, and I hope you guys are well, because our health is everything. I think the NBA has made that the priority regarding the players and the staff and everyone inside the bubble, because we're witnessing what's going on in baseball and it's tough. They're going from park to park. Teams are catching this. But so far, so good with the NHL and the NBA. Yeah, it really has been great to see. And Joey and I both being from Chicago, the only thing that really sucks about it, other than, you know, Steph's not in it, some All-Stars aren't in it, the Bulls not being in it sucks. Obviously, we wish they were playing. We wish we could watch them. We'll get to some Bulls stuff, but I want to know from you. What's your NBA Finals prediction, matchup, and champ? I'm taking the Raptors. I'm taking the Clippers. And I want you to invite me back on your show in about three and a half weeks because, as we know, things are fluid. And in the bubble, you know, guys have to leave for personal reasons. They come back. They have to quarantine, whatever the case may be. But right now, I'm taking the Raps and the Clippers. The injury to Hayward for Boston is huge. I, I love what Boston's doing, but I think you, you take him out of the mix, and they're still deep, but they aren't as deep. And he's still a very, very good player. Maybe not the Utah player that we saw back in the day, because injuries, I mean, the moment he arrived in Boston, he's been going down. But I, I do like the Raps to repeat in the East. I think Nick Nurse is an elite, elite coach, and he's proving that. And Masai Ujiri just keeps cranking out players. And, I mean, I, I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to do in the offseason because, you know, they've got an eye towards the future. they got to take care of Fred Van Fleet because Van Fleet is going to get some coin, major coin. And, I mean, here's a guy from Rockford, comes out of nowhere, Wichita State, gets signed by the Raps as a free agent, then just says, hey, I can ball. 
And now look at him. I mean, the guy has been fabulous. Yeah, his I pockets are going to be Fred Van Deep. <laughs> I like that. I may steal that. I like it. I I used, watch, I used to watch Fred in in, uh, in high school. Me and my dad were. I mean, we thought he like who is this guy? We were we were amazed by him. We saw him play like six times the senior year. Fast forward, I actually had some close friends who were his teammates at Wichita State. So. Um, I was always following Fred Van Vliet, and then boom, all I, I mean, it's seemingly out of nowhere, but not to the, the real, you know, fan of basketball um, that he came that he was one of the best players in, in college basketball when he came to the NBA. But it is crazy that the Raptors, I agree with you. I, I think they're coming out of the East. Me and Andrew were just talking about that before this. Um, and I think it's because they are the ultimate team, right? Like, yeah. do they have a superstar? You know, they have all stars. Do they have a superstar, though? That's up in the air. Um, but they're just the ultimate team. Like guys like Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, they separate good teams from elite teams, right? So um, it's just pretty cool to see in this age of all the guys trying to make these super teams that a team like the Raptors not only wins the NBA championship, but gets worse, quote unquote, and might, and might get back there, you know, this season. Well, you know, they, remember when that trade was made, obviously DeMar DeRozan fell, he was misled by some things. Um, I'm really not privy or have the inside information on that. But DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry were super tight. And so they had this, like, you know, about maybe two to four weeks where they get over it. I mean, because this was a major, major trade. And then, of course, they made sure that Kawhi Leonard was healthy for the playoffs, and which he was. And the shot against Philadelphia to propel them in against the Bucks. they're down 2 nothing in the series against Milwaukee. And who made the adjustments in that series? Toronto, Nick Nurse, they put the wall at the foul line against Giannis. And so we know the rest is history. And I think it is a great story about what coaching can do, players checking their ego at the door, and just go out and ball. And that's what they're doing right now. And I think it's, it's a great testimony to the character of the players who have bought in, especially Kyle Lowry. And, you know, I mean, what more can I say? It's interesting because, you know, for those who don't know, Chuck, you spent a lot of time uh, doing similar stuff to what you do with the Bulls, with the Raptors. So I'm sure you're always kind of still paying attention over there, which is why you're so in-depth with everything that's going on. Someone else you've been pretty in-depth with what's going on, I'm sure. Jimmy Butler, of course, on the Bulls. Moved around a couple other teams. Now he's on the Heat. The Heat are actually my pick to come out of the East. And we've actually had Duncan Robinson on the show. He's a friend of the show. Curious what you think about the Heat and Jimmy Butler. Well, I mean, listen, one thing about Jimmy Butler, you know what you're getting when you acquire a guy like Jimmy Butler. He's not an alpha. He is like a mega, mega, mega alpha times like squared to the third degree. I mean, he will dominate. He will own the locker room. He will get in your face. He will put his arm around you. He will test you. He will do everything. And he's an acquired taste. You know, some players buy in. Some players are saying, hey, that's cool. That's you. That's not me. But one thing about Jimmy from day one, I saw him as a rookie, and I remember having a talk with him on the Bulls bench during his rookie season. And I said, Jimmy, you have so much talent, and it's coming. It will come. 
Your time hasn't arrived yet, but it's coming. Be patient. And patience is not a word in Jimmy Butler's vocabulary. <laughs> but let me tell you what, he pushed the envelope into his success. I mean, look where he was at his rookie year to now, where he is again. He's an Olympic gold medalist, okay? He has a chance, as you said, you're taking Miami to reach the finals. If Jimmy Butler, I'm telling you right now, I think there's a chance. If Jimmy Butler continues, if he stays healthy, and if he continues to play at this elite level, and if he wins the championship, I think he might be under consideration for the Hall of Fame one day. I don't think that's a stretch considering the you know the era of of basketball that we're in. He's a borderline, you know, top 2015 player, right? And yes. if he makes any more leaps, and he's made a ton, so why why wouldn't you expect him to make another one? He gets into that category um, not only as one of the best, one of the best, you know, two-way players in the NBA, which he's been considered for years, but one of the best players in the NBA. And we've seen it up close and personal, so we have a different opinion. I mean, I'm super biased. I love Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, like that's Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler are the two guys that I feel like I grew up watching. Um, you know, so, um, but I think the one team that we haven't mentioned that we have to is the Lakers, right? And we, um, you know, we are Ohio State. Um, we have our Ohio State allegiances, um, which I guess contains LeBron. Not in my opinion, it doesn't, but I think Andrew, um, he, takes, he takes ownership of LeBron James on this podcast. So if, if LeBron was here, he'd be asking, Chuck, why are we not in the NBA Finals? Well, you know what? I mean, well, I, I'm a graduate of Ohio U, and we don't have any Ohio U players. We almost have one in Karis LeVert, but um, he, he elected at the last minute to switch Right. To the University of Michigan, a team I broadcast for, Go Blue and all get all that stuff. But here, here's the thing I, about the Lakers. Uh, I, I really want to trust that Anthony Davis is going to stay healthy. The, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, because I'm just – and, I mean, sometimes – Injuries find a player. Sometimes a player finds injuries. And I'm, I'm just hoping that he stays healthy. I don't want him to go down crashing to the floor or spraining an elbow or coming up lame with a, with a knee injury or a leg injury. And because I love Anthony Davis, I think he's a number one. I've met him several times. He's a really good guy, you know. And I think moving to L.A., you're starting to see him in a lot of commercials. And I think his personality is coming out. And I know how much he loves Chicago and how much, you know, the city gave him the strength and the courage, you know, to excel. Um, but I'm, I'm just afraid that if they – if as the series extend, if they start going into six games, seven games – and then they have to reach the finals, and they're already you have played 13 games, 18 games, whatever, into that finals and the NBA finals. I think they're going to be exhausted, and that's why if I'm if I'm LA right now, I'm I'm a little going into the Portland series. I, I I'm not saying it's a pick'em series. The Lakers should win that series, but I think Portland's going to give them all they can handle. So, so if the Clippers and the Lakers are healthy and they're playing in the Western Conference Finals, they're healthy, no problems. They both have similar paths. You know, they win in 
the first round's like a five-game series. The second round's a six-game series, and then they meet. Are you still taking the Clippers I'm still there? taking the Clippers. Gotcha. So just wanted to just wanted to make no, sure that there was no listen. injury caveat there. Yeah, it is. No, I, I, think, I think LeBron's going to win the MVP, even though Giannis' numbers were better. I think I think LeBron is going to win the MVP for different layers, um, and so I, I'm just thinking right now that um, it's it's going to be the Clips. That's and, hard. It's hard and, to argue with. And, and I'll tell you what the storyline of Kawhi Leonard playing a team that helped he helped guide to the championship. So many storylines in that. Unbelievable. Three three years, three different teams. All, I mean, it's just that dude, the most uninteresting, interesting man on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I've never been on a team featuring Kawhi Leonard. So I can't I don't know him other than hello, how are you? And that's probably infrequent during his career. But you know, the first time I heard of Kawhi Leonard, well, actually, the first time I heard of him, uh, Steve Fisher, who coached Michigan when I was doing the games, Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher told me about him. They're, on, they're in the Mountain West. So, you know, occasionally I would watch Mountain West games because my son, who's now with the Grizzlies, went to UNLV as a manager uh, because he wanted to get into coaching and whatever. And so he sends me this text the first time his freshman year. He sends me this text with UNLV playing San Diego State. He goes, Dad, I got to tell you about this guy, Kawhi Leonard. And, like, I said, okay. And he goes, this, this guy's going to be, a, like, really, really good. Well, you hear that all the time. Yeah. And, and you think, okay, what, whatever, you know. You know, my son, he's a freshman. He's got all these things. He goes, no, Dad, I'm serious. You watch, and sure enough, so you know he leaves school, gets traded on draft night. Indiana George Hill, you know, goes to um, Indiana. Kawhi Leonard ends up with San Antonio. Oh my gosh! So, hey, now I mean the, the guy's already a lock for the Hall of Fame. He could retire tonight. He's in. So crazy. That's a good. Uh, that's a good transition. That story about your son into a little Bulls talk, and you'll hear why. Bear with me, and you'll realize why it's Bulls talk. Okay. He's the king of segways. He's the king of segways. Let him work. <laughs> so I went to Mizzou, okay? Yep. And I was a junior when Michael Porter was on the team. And people, my, a lot of my friends chose not to go abroad second semester junior year because we thought we were going to make a Final Four run with Michael Porter, and we didn't want to miss that. So – even after the injuries, even after he slipped, I was one of those guys saying, this guy's going to be good. If he can give you one healthy season, it'll be one hell of a season. Yep. So that leads to the Bulls not drafting Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. The Bulls front office has been questionable. Now there's a new coach, new people in the front office. So my segue now to you. <laughs> Thoughts on what the Bulls are doing and what they're looking like right now? All right, well, let's, let's dial it back a little bit about Michael Porter. So he went to Nathan Hale High School in Seattle, and I believe his dad coached him, right? Or, or his dad was in Missouri. Brandon and Roy coached him at Nathan Brandon Hale. Brandon Roy coached him. And his dad Brandon, got hired at Missouri. And, and now his father was going to be an assistant at Missouri, correct? Yes. He, he was going to be an assistant at Washington. At Washington. Washington was fired, yeah. Yeah. Lorenzo Romo got fired. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Lorenzo, I think, said Pepperdine now. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. So, 
and and Porter played what one game? How many games did he play for Missouri? Andrew, so oh man, it was frustrating. <laughs> he played the first minute of his first game and had an offensive rebound put back, and he pointed at the bench and he got subbed out. And then he played in our only SEC tournament game, which was a loss. And he played in the the tournament game, which was a loss. So he played he two no games. Yeah, he did not have a – well, they won the game that he – the first game of the season he played. So, but yeah, three games at Mizzou. Okay. And, and he had back surgery uh, at, at Missouri, but he also had back surgery like he missed his rookie year with, with Denver, correct? Yes. All right, so here's the story. If I'm the Bulls and I'm looking at an 18-year-old young man, 18, 19, and he's already had back surgery, I'm thinking to myself, listen, I'm already getting, you know, like we have injuries. Do I really want to wait one year to see what we've got? Or we got Wendell Carter Jr. Now, granted, it's way too early. Sample size is great on Michael Porter Jr., I get all that. He's been great, and I hope he stays healthy. But you can't – you go into the draft and you say, we worked out Wendell Carter. We, we like this kid. We, have, we think maybe he's got a chance to be a really good player with this new age NBA. When I saw him play at Duke, I thought he was going to be another Al Horford. And I still think with the new coach and a new system, he's going to blossom. But – I think it's too soon because I read the boards just like you do. And people are saying, oh, I can't believe the Bulls passed on Michael Porter Jr. It's way too early. Let's see if Michael Porter Jr. can handle the endurance of 82 games and playing 31, 33 minutes a night. If you're going to be a starter, you know, you probably are going to be playing somewhere 28 to 33, 34 minutes a night. And I know they're going to bring him along gradually, obviously. But what I see, I like. But I'm telling you right now, do not write off Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, there, I mean, I, I still am really, really high on him. So in your opinion, in terms of drafting, now this isn't a specific this year's Bulls draft question. I'm sure Andrew has some of those for you. But in terms of drafting, are you under the impression that when you're in the state of the Bulls in this you know, perpetual state of – you know, we have a chance. Um, if we make the eighth seed, that would be a huge success. Those types of years, which are not what everyone wants, but that's just the truth of the matter. Are you under the impression that let's just keep accumulating these these really good players, or are you we need to maybe take a reach and a boom boomer bust type of guy? Is that something that might cross your mind? Well, here's the thing, and I, I really, I mean, I I've never met Arturis, so I really don't know. I, Mark Eversley, I know from Toronto because he was with Nike Canada, then with the Raptors when I was there. But I think they've had a lot of time to evaluate on tape. The, the unfortunate thing about, you know, being one of these eight teams that didn't go in the bubble, you want to, like, the optics, you want to see players play. You want to see, like, okay, here's, here's how they can play off each other. Here's Levine and Kobe and – what do they do together that we really like? Here are some areas where we may have to start tweaking a little bit. Uh, how do we get guys to play with Levine or Kobe? How do we get guys to play with Mark? And all these things come into play when you have a brand new front office. And that has a ripple effect to the new coach. So, I mean, listen, if I'm a GM, 
I always listen. Uh, that's part of your job. A big part of your job is to listen and to initiate. But if you're a new coach, you're, you're picking a coach that will look at these players. Player development is huge. This is still a very young club. They've been hurt. So you really don't know what they're capable of doing. Bits and pieces here and there, great. But they've got to stay healthy, and then they have to play together. It's one thing to say, well, we got this guy, this guy, this guy. It's another to see how this is all going to mesh. And there might be a player or two where they're going to have to say, you know what, the way we want to play, we may have to consider moving. They may have to, they may say to themselves, we like our group. Let's get a coach in here who's going to coach them up in this system and let's find out what we have. And then going into 21-22, they'll say, okay, we know what we have now. But it's really, you know, I'm kind of bummed out that the, the Bulls weren't in that group because they lost to a lot of teams they should have beaten. And they just missed going to the bubble when COVID arrived. But now it's up to Arturis and Mark and the new coach to kind of put things together. Arturis and the uh, eventual new coach. I don't even know who the coach is yet, but I have faith in him compared to uh, – <laughs> how I felt the last few years. But my question for you is as someone who works within the team, what's that exit like in your opinion between you and whether it's a player who gets traded or it's a coach that's relieved of his duties, do you reach out to them and say, Hey, love working with you, talking with you. I'm just curious what, yeah. you know, what the radio play by play guys relationship yep. is like on the way out. Well, unfortunately I've, I've done this a few times during my career where uh, a collegiate coach or an NBA coach, and they're relieved of their duties. So let me give you a brief background. In the case, let's let's bring up Jim because it just recently happened, Coach Boylan. So what happens, I'm around him every day, like every day, home and road. I do a pregame show with him, and I go in his office usually at 5.30 for a 7 o'clock tip. And... Sometimes we have Bulls TV where they bring in a camera guy, Charlie, my guy. He has the camera. I have a microphone. Coach Boylan would sit to my right on the couch, and we do about three and a half, four-minute interview. Boom. Thanks, Coach. See ya. He's got things to do. I got things to do. It's professional. We exchange pleasantries, but no long, drawn-out type of conversation about, you know, the state of affairs in the NBA or everything. He's pleasant, always professional. He was terrific to deal with. And every coach, and I mean this sincerely, every coach I've dealt with from dealing with Ray Meyer when I first started on this journey um, to Joey Meyer, to Steve Fisher, to Brian Ellerby, to Butch Carter, to Lenny Wilkins, to Kevin O'Neill, to Sam Mitchell, to Vinny Del Negro, I'm going down the list here, of Tom Thibodeau, to Fred Hoiberg, to Jim Boyle. Those are a lot of coaches, a yeah. lot of coaches. But um, they've all been great because they understand I have a job to do. And so they're, they're good. You know, some coaches, you know, want to cross into territory where they want to get to know me more than just a guy with a, a microphone. Other coaches are saying, listen, you know what? I got a job to do. You got a job to do. You know what? I'm professional. You're professional. Let's do it. Let's get it over with. Boom. Now I get that. I have no problem with that. Really. I don't. Um, so 
uh, when a coach is released, um, and in the case of Jim Boylan, I reached out to him, haven't heard back from him, not to say I won't, because I, I'm sure I will, uh, you know, like during Christmas or the holidays, uh, I would drop him a text saying, hey, coach, you know what, happy holidays, wishing you and your family all the best. He'd write me back. All the coaches would always send a text back saying, thank you, same to you and your family. Boom, that's great. And I do that just because as a person, I want to make sure they know that I, I do care about them as people. This is still a people business. But once they're, once they're released, they're gone. And then when you see them down the road, you know, you say, hello, how are you? Um, you know, when Tibbs went to Minnesota, first time back, you know, he pulled me aside and, hey, you good? Everything fine? Yep, coach. Hope you do well with Minnesota. Yeah, I get it. And that's it. It's just boom. Gotcha. Very professional. We expect nothing less from, from a pro's pro. And I also want to make sure I get out there that I did a pregame show one time when I was at Ohio State. And it was the coolest thing ever. And it was very unprofessional because me and, and our uh, radio play-by-play um, -play guy were, like, talking about it for years. It was before senior night. So, um, you know, we talked about it through all the years. We were like, hey, Joe, don't worry. We're going to get you on there. Um, and, uh, and, and, yeah, an unprofessional relationship from my perspective. So um, well, who is the coach? Um, our um, Coach Holtman was the coach. It was okay. me and – me, Coach Holman, and Paul Keels. Okay. Uh, so uh, it was very, it was very funny. We we did one. Actually, I did two, but one was brief. The other one was when we played Northwestern because I was home. Um, it was like my my homecoming, and there was nobody else to really talk about. We were on like a three game losing streak, so they're like, throw throw Joey in there. He'll he'll talk that type of deal. Yeah. Um, but the second one was before senior night, which was a little bit more fun. Yeah. Well, Paul is a great broadcaster. He's got those deep pipes. Uh, Voice of the Buckeyes. So very funny. deep pipes. <laughs> I'm Paul Hills, home of the Buckeyes. I mean, I, his pipes are, like, great. I mean, he's probably got top five pipes I've ever been around. It's, and, funny, it's funny you say that because – when sometimes when I tell people I play for I play for Ohio State, they say, "Oh, Paul Keels, man, that dude's voice is incredible." It's like, yeah, because oh, when when I was doing Michigan, I I would run in. I I think uh, the first time I met Paul um, was probably when I was doing DePaul and he was doing Ohio State. Uh, DePaul was in a couple of preseason NIT games with the Buckeyes. I know we played Ohio State in Maui. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I mean, the guy's a great announcer. You know, he used to call games for the Pistons way back in the day in the NBA. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the Buckeyes, um, you know, I mean, you, you saw some great games, though. I, saw, I, had a, I had a front row seat for a lot of great games. If you did. Chuck, my, uh, my last question before we let you go, it's not really a question, it's, it's, it's story time. So I've heard this story a few times from you, once when you spoke in my high school, and I think we may have had you tell it on the podcast I had you on last time, but I don't think Joey knows it, and it's your conversation with Drake. Yes. I and I think Joey will enjoy it, and I know the listeners will enjoy it, so the floor is yours. So, um, you know, Drake is from Toronto. And everyone knows uh, that now. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the Raptors were very kind because when they hit year 20 
in franchise history. They acknowledge certain individuals in, during the 20 year span. So the first time that the Bulls went into Toronto during Toronto's 20th season in the NBA, and I was there for 10 of them, um, they acknowledged me, which was very kind of them, very, very, very kind, with a video tribute. And I didn't know it was coming. And I'm telling you the truth. This came out of nowhere. And, and it happened during the first time out, I think, of the second quarter. And so the public address announcer, Herbie Kuhn, says, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special announcement. Please look at the big board. So... You know, I mean, I've got one, you know, I'm talking to our engineer back in Chicago, making sure like, you know, everything good back there, whatever. And the guy taps me on the shoulder from behind and he goes, look, and I'm seeing myself on the big board. <laughs> so I went like this thinking that's it, you know, it's nice. And I took my headset off and they did this like 90 second tribute. And then they said, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back, you know, former Raptor voice Chuck Swirsky. Well, our players are right in front of me. And Joe Keem Miller's looking at me like, <laughs> he's going, whoa. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I, I was embarrassed to be candid with you. And there, to the, to the right near the Raptor bench is Drake. And Drake is like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? So now uh, it's halftime. And I'm flustered. I mean, it was like really moving. It was very, I mean, I was like shocked. And so I'm walking back to the press room. And I hear this, Chuck, Chuck. And I'm, I'm thinking it's, you know, I, someone I knew from Toronto during my days, whatever. And there's Drake with this massive bodyguard, huge. And I'm going like this. And the bodyguard says, come on, come here. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what, me? Wait, me? You want me? Like, me? He goes, yeah. So there's Drake and his bodyguard. And Drake says, hey, Chuck, man, what's going on? I'm thinking, uh, wow. Come on, let's get a pic. And I'm thinking, you want a picture with me? I said, I'd love a picture with you because I want to show my kids. He goes, let's do this. And so that was that. And so then, Joakim Noah, after the game, this is a true story. Joakim Noah, after the game, comes to the locker room and says, Chuck, man, we're going clubbing with Drake afterwards. <laughs> he, he was being facetious, I think. But he says, man, we, we're, we're going partying. He goes, you know, Drake, you're clubbing. You're, we, I'm, I'm hanging with you. <laughs> he, he was kidding, of course, because I never shared any moments with, with Joe even though Joe Wayne's like my guy. I love Joakim Noah. Like I go through a brick wall for him. That's what I think of him. So that was my moment in Toronto. That's it. I think that's, first of all, that's amazing. Second of all, it all comes back to your NBA finals prediction where that's why you have the Clippers winning is because you want Joakim Noah to win. Well, you know what? I would, I would love Joe to get the ring. The Raps have had their ring. Okay. They got it. But yep. now Joe would be, Tremendous. I mean, I would be so happy for him. And, you know, of all my years broadcasting, I did every game. Vince Carter played as a Raptor, and I was there with McGrady, and I was there with Bosch. But the year that when we had a healthy Rose and Well Dang 
and Joakim Noah, and that club was just ready. It was ready to roll. Oh. And I, I think of that game one in the playoff series against Philly when Derek went down, and it was just, oh, it was heartbreaking for many reasons. But I really believe that club was prime to win the championship. They would have gone to the finals during that LeBron Miami era. They would have beaten them at least once to go to the finals. After that, I'm not sure, but I can tell you it would have happened once. It's going to make me cry, Chuck. I know. It's a bummer. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think I speak for Andrew when I say this has been amazing. This has been very enlightening. It's uh, the stories were the best part by far. And like you said, we're going to have to have you on in a couple more weeks just so you can finalize your prediction when you see how everyone's playing, if anyone had babies and had to leave the bubble or anything like yeah. that. Um, and we look forward to, to talking to you again. All right. Well, thank you. And let me just leave you with this. Please. When, 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 and because, you know, like everything is under the microscope now, especially in the bubble. Everything is under the bubble with the microscope. And so for fans, I hope fans understand that, number one, we're all fans and we love and appreciate the athleticism and skill um, and intelligence of NBA players and coaches. This is a tough profession. These coaches are under an enormous amount of stress, and I get it. They're well-paid. Players are making a lot of money. I get all that. But, you know, the sign of really the, the competition is when the players are just locked in. And when you see, like, a guy like Damian Lillard, what he did, and Monty Williams, what he did with Phoenix. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns here. And they went unbeaten. And this wasn't, you know, Phoenix earned that unbeaten stride. I mean, they played hard. And they got, you know, it would have been so easy for players to say, hey, well, listen, you know, we're coming to this bubble. I don't even know why we're here. But he got them to, like, lock in. And I have so much respect for a guy like Lillard and Monty Williams that they were able to galvanize everything and just bring it. And they didn't play the scoreboard. They, they, they balled out. And that's what I love about them. Well, that sums up everything that Joey and I are thinking and that all fans are thinking. Uh, because Joey and I are on the free Zoom, we only have three and a half minutes right, left. Go, go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I go. want you to do this. As we're leaving, who's the Bulls' next coach? I Honestly, I have I, – listen, you got to come back to me. I Invite we're, me back because – We're I think, coming back to you. I, I, I think this thing is wide open. I think this thing is wide open. And let me tell you what, there are assistants that want this job. Obviously, former coaches are, are going to be lining up for this. And, you know, you never know the back channeling, the intel that goes on. I think, I, and I get it, the Nets are, are, are ready to win now. They're looking for a coach. I get that. Pelicans have Zion, and I get that. They got Brandon Ingram. They got Paul. I get that. Listen, this is a really, really, really good job. And whoever gets this job will know it's a really good job because they've got a front office in place with Arturis and Mark, and they've got the fan base when we get fans back to the United Center. This city wants the Bulls to do so well and to bust this baby wide open, and I, I want to be there calling games, and I hope I'm here long enough to do that. Well, I was going to say, they got, we got good fans, good players, and they got one hell of a good play-by-play -play announcer that's going to be sitting in his corner. I can guarantee you that. You're very kind. I hope you're right. But thank you.
Absolutely. Thanks again. This was a blast. All right, guys. Be well. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Out. Take care. We hope you guys enjoyed those, uh, those fun segments, a little NBA talk, and an awesome interview from Chuck Swirsky. That Drake story is, is incredible. I literally could not – first of all, that dude was so awesome when he left. He said, peace out, fellas, like that. I was almost lost it. Um, but he has I, – I mean, the stories that that man has must, it must be endless, you know. So very cool interview. I, I think it's going to be fun now to – because, like, I have to listen to Bulls games on the radio a lot because that's the only way I can listen to them, you know. So uh, it'll be fun listening now and be like, that's my guy, you know. So – yeah, Joey, I don't know how much you've listened to – like, I love listening to NBA radio. Every time I'm, like, on a long road trip and there's an NBA game on, I always try to listen, even if – because I have Sirius XM radio, which gets, like, the random games. So even if it's, like, Hawks Clippers, I love listening to, like, the homers be like, that's an absolutely terrible call yeah, yeah. clip. So yep. – Always. Remember when we got back from Columbus and we worked so hard on getting the Browns and like the bear, like the, like the, the other perspective is so, yeah, so yeah. fun. All right. Well, we're signing off again. We are part of the Zedia network. That's media with a Z. Bunch of cool shows on the network. Our guy, Joshua Perry has a show. You heard on the last show us talking about that. That came to fruition in literally less than a week because we had him on last Tuesday and his show came out the following Monday. Joshua Perry Show, Browns Podcast, Bengals, Drive the Lane, just announced a baseball podcast, Ducks on the Pond. Joey and I might have to hop on there and show how little we know I, about baseball. Stop it. Stop it. Get me on that show, bro. Let's talk Fernando Tatis Jr. Get me on that show. Dr- buckle up, drive the lane, swing at all three O counts. Do I, say, do I still say go Buckeyes even though we're NBA? Go Buckeyes and go Mavericks.